Hello, and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host, James, and today we are going over the episode Palm Reading. So, we begin in the Littlest Pet Shop. Russell is reading, Benny is dancing and slaps himself with his tail, so he's looking at himself in the mirror, and Pepper is putting on a show for Minka, Penny, and Sunil. All in all, life is normal <laughs> for the pets. Blythe rushes down the dumbwaiter, which is what got her into this whole predicament in the first place, presumably. But, I don't know, she's used to it by now. I mean, she's already talking to animals. What's what's the worst that could happen? She's rushing out the door and saying goodbye to everyone quickly because she's late for school. Uh, she then says goodbye to Mrs. Twombly, and Twombly says bye back. And then another person comes in. The person walks in, and in her purse is her pet sugar glider, Sweet Cheeks. Sweet Cheeks is gesturing to be let out of this woman's purse. But uh, the woman says that she hears him while simultaneously stuffing him back in her purse. The reason we know his name is Sweet Cheeks is because she says, all right, I hear you, sweet cheeks. And then the woman gets to the counter and asks Mrs. Trombley for some nummy nuggets in a very forceful manner and says she has a very strong connection with sweet cheeks, which Mrs. Trombley seems to pick up on. She's picks up on it so much she decides to say heavens to Petsy you must really have a strong relationship to that side note I am a bit shocked here because I learned I was doing something wrong basically my entire life so the phrase is actually heavens space to space Betsy, not heavens space to Betsy. I don't, I don't know what to think anymore. And you know, that might be a bit of a recurring theme for this episode. So, back on track. Uh, this person says that Sweet Cheeks just loves living in her purse when she is forcing him down into her purse. And then she claims to be a pet psychic. She then reads... From Sweet Cheeks' mind to say that Mrs. Tomley's style is a style that Sweet Cheeks likes. Which, you know, uh, like, and I, I, I know Mrs. Tomley isn't supposed to be the most fashion forward person, 
but her work outfit is just fine. It, like, just... We just need to stop making fun of Mrs. Trombley's fashion sense. Like, it's not modern, per se. It's fine, though. It looks good on her. And, you know what? That That's fashion, okay? If it looks good on you... It's it's good. We don't need to drag Mrs. Twombly's fashion sense in the mud anymore. Although we do. I think we still do. It's been a bit, but I know it happens later this episode, I think. But anyway. Uh, Sweet Cheeks is trying to escape more, but this person doesn't let him... And Mrs. Twombly is too engrossed by her pet psychicness to notice that this sugar glider, glider in the name, mind you, wants to be free and not cooped up in a purse. Uh, Mrs. Twombly, uh, Asks for more insights from Sweet Cheeks. But the lady says that Sweet Cheeks has a one-track mind and goes back to the topic of nummy nuggets. Mrs. Twombly says that she doesn't carry the nummy nuggets brand. And then uh, the lady is shocked and then suggests that she buy some for the store. Mrs. Twombly thinks that's a good idea. And asks if it comes from her or Sweet Cheeks. And she says it's from Sweet Cheeks. While Sweet Cheeks is trying to escape again. And she stuffs him back into her purse. This is ridiculous. Come on, Mrs. Twombly. Gotta gotta notice these things. You just gotta. I mean... I know you're transfixed on this, but, like, it is weird (laughs) that she doesn't notice at least four escape attempts from this sugar glider. Like, it's ridiculous. So, Mrs. Trombley then begins to wonder what it would be like to understand pets at the day camp. So then she goes into a fantasy in which the pets are all praising her in different ways. Russell is talking like a, like, you know, like a cool swing musician or beat poet or something. Like, hey, the Mrs. Trombley is super Coolio and stuff. I don't know. I can't really pull it off. And then Pepper sounds like a valley girl. And then Sunil is the average New Yorker slash downtown cityer, which I don't know what the denonym of someone who lives in downtown city would be. So we're just going to go with downtown cityer because while it broke away from New York. It can't completely break away from New York. And then uh, Penny Ling 
is singing in soprano, I believe, when I think she's an alto normally, and she sounds like kind of a nanny type, and she's singing about doorknobs and how Mrs. Trombley has a bunch of doorknobs and how she likes doorknobs, which is weird. <laughs> but not as weird as Vinnie just straight up speaking German. And then Minka has a British accent. And Zoe doesn't get a specific uh, thing, but she appears at the end when they're all cheering for Mrs. Twombly. And, um, yeah, like, this is, like, Sunil's New Yorker downtown city or thing is about how fashion-forward uh, she is. Where the joke is she's not actually fashion forward. But she thinks she's fashion forward. And that's just a little mean. So we really need to just stop making fun of Mrs. Trombley not being fashion forward. <laughs> Her style is fine. It's it's perfectly fine for someone who is at least 60 something. I don't... I think I said 63 but it's been a bit since I did that episode. <laughs> So then uh, she goes back to reality and the lady offers her services to look into the pets' mind and uh, see what uh, she can divine from it. So Zoe is chewing on a squeaky hot dog while Russell is trying to nap. Meanwhile, everyone else is watching a cartoon where at the end of it, a bear and a rabbit dance. And we pull back to see Penny Ling crying and saying that the ending gets her every time. So Mrs. Trombley walks in with the pet psychic, who who we, we don't know their name. At this point, we still do not know the pet psychic's name. But we know Sweet Cheeks. And we know he has a name. And Sweet Cheeks is excited to see... Other animals for once in his life. <laughs> so, uh, Pet Psychic begins to look around. And, uh, she sees Vinny chasing his tail. And she, uh, says that Vinny is very, very smart. <laughs> That's also just a tad mean. You know? I, I'll I'll get into it later when I get everyone else going. But I that just seems a little bit. <laughs> so then Vinny falls over and we see Penny Ling crying some more. And the pet psychic says that she is tough. Sweet Cheeks is very confused by her readings. Just kind of doesn't get that. And can obviously see that they are wrong. So the psychic also says that Penny is purple and white. When she is very clearly dark blue and white. It's very, very clear. Penny is a shade of dark blue. I just, I just want to point that out. It's, it's just, it's just. I know, I know it doesn't really mean anything, but it just, it just drives me nuts. Okay? It's, 
it's very clearly dark blue. Okay, wow, that 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 got a little more intense. So Mrs. Trombley's taking notes on everything, and uh, the psychic points to Russell and says that he's all about chaos, which shocks Russell. Like, and then uh, she continues talking about how Russell likes things unorganized and Russell thinks that this is a joke of some kind and then deduces that it's a reality show where you get pranked I I oh, I'm sorry I love I love these like like is this a pranking show jokes cuz oh those are those are funny to me anyway uh, she continues and infers that uh, Sunil is fearless, and uh, she also thinks that Sunil is a girl at first. <laughs> but then Mrs. Twombly corrects her, and she plays it off like nothing happened. Meanwhile, Sweet Cheeks just laughs. Now, m- misgendering is a serious thing that, like, I don't know, shouldn't be laughed at, but I think Sweet Cheeks is laughing more at the fact uh his owner uh just just got that so wrong. And like like Sunil's obviously angry about it. And like just it's kind of delightful that like like Sweet Cheeks has evidence of this. I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't I'm I'm getting out of this. I'm not I'm not smart in this subject either. <laughs> Why am I not smart in that subject? So moving right along. Uh the psychic goes on to Pepper and says that she's very serious and does not do funny at all, which catches Pepper off guard. And Mrs. Twombly writes Pepper not funny. And that is a deep, deep cut to Pepper. So the psychic goes to Zoe and says that she doesn't like being dressed up. Mrs. Trombley takes away her hat and Zoe is freaked out. So then Minka sees all of this and is very eager to have this pet psychic look into her mind. And the psychic says she's Zen. Minka is excited about this, but then says she doesn't know what Zen means. Russell says he thinks she's lying, which of course she is. Mrs. Twombly says that um, she has a vision of her own. A booth for this pet psychic in her shop. A pet psychic, which I will remind you, we still do not know her name at this point. The psychic says that Tomley must be a little psychic because she was thinking the same thing. And that she has everything for such a setup in her car. (laughs) Mrs. Tomley thinks that's strange, but she doesn't think twice because she don't have a brain. Brains, brains, I don't know. the brain so was on before. You know, I could have used that Voltaire voice to describe how Russell was talking in uh, Mrs. Trombley's uh, fantasy. 
I can kind of do that. Why, hello there, little boy. Don't be shy. Step right up. I'm a reasonable guy. Don't be frightened by the look of my eye. I'm just driving evil meteor from out of the sky. Do, 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 do. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm done. I just I just couldn't resist that because who can? So. So. Yeah, yeah. Th- this thing is dumb because she should know she's lying. Because she spent at least over a year with all of these pets and several years with some of these pets, and should know their general personalities because she spent time with them. Like, she has spent actual time with the pets, and even though they can't talk, they can still communicate with behavior and stuff. It's it's not like knowing what they're saying is the only way to know what they're thinking. But it seems that Mrs. Trombley thinks that way. Because, like, up until this point, she has probably seen evidence that contradicts this. But she's just so amazed by someone who can actually talk to them. And when, like, they contradict, like, she probably thinks the pets are hiding their true selves from her. Maybe she's, like insecure about her relationship with animals and how good of a store she runs when among the pets she runs the better of the two stores (laughs) which why are there only two stores in a two million population city and why did uh you know what no i'm gonna pocket that I'm going to pocket that for later because we'll we'll get to what's up later. Back to what I was saying though. Like Mrs. Trombley is either really taken in by the notion of this pet psychic that she just forgets things. Or she's just so insecure and thinks that the pets are lying to her. Or both. It could be both. Who knows? Anyway. So while Mrs. Tomley and the pet psychic are setting this up, Russell says that something funny is going on. But then Sunil says, why don't I hear anyone laughing? And then everyone else starts laughing. And Sunil's like, you know, there it is. And everyone's laughing as they call her the worst pet psychic ever. And Vinny is confused because she said he was smart. All right, I alluded to this earlier, but another soapbox I'm going to go on is stop making fun of how dumb Vinny is. Vinny is not smart, I will admit, but that doesn't mean he doesn't deserve affection. Like, this just kind of seems mean. Sometimes Vinny's stupidness can result in something funny. I won't 
deny it. I've laughed at stupid things he's done, but, like, this seems, like, just mean. Like, it just, there's no heart in it. It's just, like, when Vinny does something dumb, he's kind of being overzealous or just, you know, being himself or thinking this will work. And then it just doesn't work. I don't know. It's basic sitcom 101. But, like, I don't know. This just seems mean because, like, Vinny doesn't have control of the situation that uh, he's in for this. It just, uh, I don't know. This one's hard to wrap my brain around, but, like, like, generally, like, Vinny, Vinny's dumbness, like, doesn't mean he's a bad person, but in this case, it feels like he's being made fun of for it. Like, I'm not making fun of Vinny when I laugh at his antics. I would, like, be laughing if I did some of that stuff. Because, like, it's it's funny, and hindsight is always twenty twenty, But, like, this just seems mean. So, okay. Back in the episode, though, they're laughing now, but in the next scene, Blythe comes down and sees the pets trying to adjust to fit the readings from the pet psychic. So Penny is trying to punch a punching bag, but she can't quite do it. Sunil is rolling around on a skateboard. Russell's bed is a mess. Pepper's wearing glasses. Minka is sitting cross-legged and ohming loudly. Vinny is trying to read, but tries using a remote. Enzo is just hiding because he doesn't have a hat. So back to my earlier point. I do think the remote thing is funny because, like, Vinny's in control of it the entire joke because, like, he thinks this will work and it's not working. And that is funny. But the joke just being uh, this person who is wrong says they're smart and if they're wrong, that means they're not smart. That just kind of carries a very negative connotation to it. Like, we we all do dumb things. Like, if you if you haven't done something dumb, you haven't really lived. But like, the fact of the matter is, just calling someone dumb is not great. Like, all of this is funny. Like, Penny trying to punch a punching bag when, like, you know she's just the sweetest thing. It's kind of funny because it's a reversal of expectations. But just saying you're a weakling 
for Penny Ling's case would be mean. Okay, I think I think I cleared this up. So Blythe is shocked by all of this and begins to explore the room a little bit. So Russell is complaining about the mess he's living in and begs Blythe to save him. Uh, Pepper crashes into some props and complains that uh, she has never had trouble with props until now. Talking about the glasses. Blythe wonders why she's wearing glasses and Pepper explains that Finola thinks that uh, Pepper is serious and serious skunks wear glasses. Now, Finola, the pet psychic, gets named 8 minutes and 13 seconds into the episode. This is after the first commercial break. This character who is central to the plot. Although, although I have something later and this fits into it. I I cannot believe I found another thing. I love this. I absolutely love this. So Blythe asks who Finola is and Pepper sort of explains, but then Sunil crashes into Blythe on his skateboard. And then he says he's not really a daredevil. So Minka keeps chanting, but not really getting it. And Blythe asks what's going on. And Vinny is frustrated because he can't work the books. Zoe says she's not coming out because she feels naked. And Penny Ling offers uh, her the gloves she has. She says she doesn't know what to do with them. And says, am I supposed to be mad at it? Referring to the punching bag. So then Russell gives a more detailed explanation of who Finola is. She's a pet psychic who says things that are completely wrong about them. And then says, Mrs. Twombly believes everything she says. And we have to respect Mrs. Twombly. Which, no you don't. No you do not, Russell. You have a free will. Use it to prove her wrong. Like, I I don't get it. Like, like you you are conscious. I know you're conscious, like more conscious than like actual animals would be, but still like you you have a human-like free will, but yet you bow to Mrs. Twombly's demands. Like like are are the animals really that sycophantic to Mrs. Twombly and is Mrs. Twombly's fantasy closer than I first thought is this also why animals aren't at the level of human likeness that the animals in my gym partner is a monkey are at because they kind of still have to do what humans say even though they can watch TV develop idols and other stuff I've said throughout this podcast. Like, Blythe gets it and says she will investigate and get a hat for Zoe. 
So Blythe looks around the shop and we see a big line and a bunch of new food. She sees the pet psychic stand and uh, goes over to Mrs. Tomley to ask about it. Mrs. Tomley says she's great. Like, she's an actual pet psychic who can read the minds of animals and stuff. Blythe explains that she is wrong about all of the pets. When uh, Mrs. Tomley asks how she knows that, she almost lets it slip that she can actually talk to animals, but doesn't and says that she just knows. But then Mrs. Trombley says she's just jealous. And to be fair, she does say it's okay for her to be jealous because that's a normal emotion because she has a connection to the pets, but Finola is a professional. And, you know, that's a whole nother level from you who just... Is very close to the animals who I pay to be very close to the animals. <laughs> Which, right, Blythe, you pay Blythe, Mrs. Twombly. Like, she has a stake in what goes on in the store because she gets a paycheck from it. <laughs> and, like, she is offering sound advice. Maybe you should listen to your employee. Like, even if she didn't talk to animals, she would know their behaviors by this point. Like, I don't know how Mrs. Tomley is ignoring the previous behaviors of the animals. I will say, you know, the whole insecurity theory might be real. But... You know, whatever. Mrs. Tromley says she's also great for business, which is true, but built on a foundation of lies. So we'll see how long that lasts. Blythe gives Zoe Roger's pilot cap, and then Vinny asks if the pet sidekick is still here. Blythe corrects him and says pet psychic and says yeah. This is another thing where I think this is kind of funny. But, you, like, I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at the mistake, the joke of it all. Like, earlier this episode, I thought Heavens to Betsy was Heavens to Betsy. Like, we all make this kind of mistake from time to time. And... It's funny when it happens. You just got to keep it lighthearted and, you know, among people who are willing to laugh with you on that. (laughs) Which, I mean, Vinny is with his friends. So, yeah, that that all checks out. Um, She goes into how Mrs. Trombley is a true believer of all of this and has to break the truth gently. In a way that uh, doesn't upset her. Russell is going insane over how messy his bed is. And Blythe says uh, to try and relax. Which Minka says she's good at. But then says she isn't after trying. Blythe says to pretend. And then the animals are yelling at her. And then she says until I can figure this out. 
and uh, they calm down. So a couple things. I know the pressure's getting to you, but you were already pretending. Like, like you you just you just started doing this on your own. Like M- Mrs. Trombley didn't force you to do this, and she's not even looking there. You're just doing this to yourself. You could just easily stop if need be. So whatever. So another thing is that they say Mrs. Trombley is a true believer. But like in um, Eight Arms to Hold You, she was joking about the notion of ghosts. So what I'm thinking is that she's not Agent Mulder levels of true believer where he believes every conspiracy well, or almost every conspiracy. But, you know, she believes in some more sound things. Like pet psychics. And then, you know. She's also a bit insecure. I I think, I, I know I brought this up before, but... I don't know, it seems to be... Real... In a way. So, yeah. Moving on. So, uh, back in the shop, Finola is doing more readings. And says that the cat that she's uh, reading right now wants nummy nuggets. And then uh, once that's done, Blythe is next in line and inquires about Finola. Finola is disinterested because she doesn't have a pet and therefore can't do her pet psychic stuff. Blythe asks about how to become a pet psychic, but Finola says that it's just something you're born with and just moves along the line. But then Blythe asks about sweet cheeks and Finola doesn't seem to care and moves right on to the next customer. Blythe is about to leave when Sweet Cheeks grabs onto Blythe and is teary-eyed. So Blythe begins to ask if she can take Sweet Cheeks with her, and Finola just allows her to take him to the park. Blythe does so with a smug tone in her voice. Now, I would like to point out that Sweet Cheeks didn't talk to Blythe, and Blythe still understood what he was trying to say. In less than a minute, Blythe knows that Sweet Cheeks needs to be free by behavior alone. Why doesn't Finola pick up on this? Why doesn't Mrs. Twombly pick up on this? We've already been on that, but you know what? Behavioral psychology is a thing. People do gestures and stuff to communicate things. Sometimes things that words can't communicate because of a situation they're in, or they can't think of the word, or they're too panicked. You know? You know? This is why we express ourselves in more than one way. And limiting ourselves to one way, such as an audio format, (laughs) 
leaves out some of the hand gestures that I am doing for this. But rest assured, they are intense. So, the pets are still grappling with their new expectations. Russell's trying to talk himself down from snapping. Pennyling talks smack to the punching bag, but then cries when uh, she punches it. Sunil tries to stay perfectly still on the skateboard, but then sneezes and blasts off. Zoe takes off Roger's hat and says she looks awful with no clothes on. But Pepper says she thinks Zoe looks good, but is looking at a toy because she can't see with those glasses on. Minka is trying to suppress her wild side, but it is barely being contained. Vinny gets frustrated with the books and the remote. And, you know, that's it. I was in a mood, momentum, and it just stopped. Okay, um, so at the park, Sweet Cheeks freaks out over the sight of a free-range bird. He asks if that's normal, and Blythe nods. Sweet Cheeks spreads his flaps and takes in the scene. He is relieved to be out of Finola's purse, which Blythe is correctly angry about. He is a sugar glider. He should be in the air at some point, let alone not limited to a few inches of space. And that and Blythe brings up the other point of like he's not just a decoration. He's a living, breathing animal that deserves the same respect as a pet. Okay, you know, I sounded a little bit like one of those people trying to tell you to not eat meat. I eat meat. I'm guilty of that, but you know, even though some conditions aren't great, some conditions are good and they're improving and we need to continue to fight for improving conditions until the eventual slaughter and maybe even the synthetic stuff which you know what I uh, said was what they're eating mostly in this universe at this point so you know it doesn't matter either way I just I just got off on another grand old tangent anyway he then looks at the grass and asks if you can walk on it and Blythe says sure and is confused about him never being to a park before and Sweet Cheeks explains that Fanola is so busy going from pet shop to pet shop that she just doesn't have time for Sweet Cheeks, even though he is very cute, which Blythe affirms and shows him to the grass. He's still a bit worried, but Blythe reassures him about the grass. And once he's on the grass, he loves it. Sweet Cheeks continues to play in the park. He, like, chases a butterfly and gets launched off a teeter-totter and actually glides, fulfilling his namesake. And, like, he chases a squirrel around... And they see a mime in the park. And I don't know. That just came out of nowhere. (laughs) But uh, when Blythe and Sweet Cheeks return to Littlest Pet Shop, they see 
a huge line and a big truck of Nummy Nuggets. When they enter, they see the store wall-to-wall in Nummy Nuggets. And Blythe is taking in the numerous amounts of Nummy Nuggets and comments on how there are a lot of them and how a lot of pets seem to want this. Sweet Cheek says that he doesn't and thinks they're gross. Blythe realizes that this is what Finola said a pet wanted earlier. So Blythe asks Mrs. Trombley about this, and she says apparently all the pets suddenly want it. So says Finola. I'm going to ask how. How do these pets suddenly want nummy nuggets? This is something that isn't stalled in the town, presumably. So... How would the pets know about this? Especially if they're still beholden to their owners, just like how our main cast just bows to Mrs. Twombly's wishes, even though it's very self-destructive for them. Like, this seemingly unknown brand of pet food is suddenly taking off with these pets and we just don't know about it? Like, how do we not know what our pets consume in a world where our pets listen to us? It is very weird, but you know what? We'll get to it in a bit. So, um, uh, Blythe then goes into the day camp area and is talking to the pets and explaining her thought process. She believes that Finola is somehow connected to Nummy Nuggets because she says that pets want it and Mrs. T orders it. Minka tries to be zen about it and say thoughts come and go, but then can't because thoughts bounce around in her head all the time, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And you know what, Minka? I get that feeling. Things bounce in my head all the time. So Blythe continues to explain that Sweet Cheek says that they visit a lot of pet shops and no parks. Pepper asks, what's the Sweet Cheeks? And then Blythe introduces everyone to Sweet Cheeks. Sweet Cheeks is excited because he got to go to the park today and meet new animal friends. And he says hi, but everyone's unenthusiastic. And Pennyling apologizes because uh, they aren't themselves today. Which gives Blythe an idea and asks Sweet Cheeks for help. Sweet Cheeks says he'll do anything for Blythe because... She's given him the best day of his life so far. So she goes up to her room to begin her plan and tells everyone to hold tight. Now, I when I realized this, I could not wait to talk about it on the podcast. Blythe is an ace attorney character. Okay, think about it. Think about it. She has a power that not a lot of other people have. In fact, I'm tying that to things like Apollo and Trucy's seeing ability, the Faye family uh, spirit channeling, and and Athena's um, emotion clairvoyance, all being like mutant powers of some kind. She's also 13 and pulling off a bunch of stunts like she has a job. She's figuring this out. She's doing other things and things later to this season and next season and you know in the future at 13 or maybe 14 at this point if time is 
whatever. But, you know. You know what I mean. So that's very Ace Attorney. She has quirks of her own and is surrounded by a very colorful cast of characters. But the most Ace Attorney thing about Blythe Baxter is she cross-examines animals. She gets information out of animals that is used to solve this mystery. And she does it well. Boom! 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 She's an Ace Attorney character and you can't tell me otherwise. In fact, I'm going to go a step further and say this takes place in the same universe as Ace Attorney, specifically English Ace Attorney. So on the East Coast, we can have Downtown City, and on the West Coast, we can have Japanifornia. <laughs> so there we go. That's my theory, and I love it. And I'm going to come back to it because there's a very, very specific thing I want to mention. It'll involve slight spoilers for a case, but but it is amazing. It is amazing. So, back in the episode, Mrs. Twombly is taking a return of Nummy Nuggets and is very concerned about this. So, Russell is shaking and Zoe is squeaking on a carrot and Russell just snaps about it. And Zoe snaps back, saying, you would take away my one solace in this world. So then, then we see Blythe in disguise, in line. She says that Mrs. Tromley needs to see what's about to happen, and so she knocks down a bag of nummy nuggets. Mrs. Tromley comes over to clean it up and says that they have more in a worrying tone. So... Finola is on her phone and not really paying attention because she thinks she has everything hook, line, and sinker. But Blythe puts on a southern bell voice to talk to her about sweet cheeks. And as usual, Finola says he wants nummy nuggets. Blythe plays along with this and asks her what her pet's name is. Finola stumbles a bit and says, Sydney. Blythe then reveals herself and confronts Finola on being a phony and not recognizing her own sugar glider. Mrs. Trombley asks if that's true and Finola starts breaking down. She begins to leave but her purse falls and stuff drops out. Mrs. Trombley starts to pick it up but Blythe notices something. She picks up and shows Finola's Nummy Nuggets ID badge. Finola gets more nervous while Blythe explains that she goes around from pet shop to pet shop pretending she's a psychic to sell her company's food. Mrs. Trombley starts going off on her and Finola is in full breakdown mode and says that the pet food market is dog eat dog. Mrs. Trombley is too upset to appreciate a good pun and says, I may have forgot to put on my thinking cap this morning, but it's on now and tied tightly under my chin. She then demands that Finola takes back all of the food, which Finola agrees with, and starts crawling around. So, specific case spoiler time. Case 3 of Trials and Tribulations. There are a few parallels here. Blythe is trying to get the truth out of someone pretending to have something she actually has. 
but but we're not done yet. We are not done yet. Remember when I said it took eight and a half minutes? Not eight and a half, eight and a quarter minutes to learn Fenella's name. Well, the first time we see the culprit of 3-3, Furio Tigre, we don't get his name either. And we don't get his name until late in the case. <laughs> but, but the most 3-3 thing is that Blaith, like Phoenix, trips up the guilty party with fake evidence that they themselves incriminate themselves on. Which, woo, you go, both Phoenix and Blythe. Yeah, in case you didn't know, I'm really a big fan of the Ace Attorney series. So, so, calming down now. Uh, Blythe says she's sorry, but Mrs. T says it's all right. She can't believe she fell for Finola's malarkey and says, who really knows what's going on in a pet's head? And Blythe just kind of laughs. With Fanola fully reprimanded, the pets can go back to being themselves. Penny Ling hugs the punching bag and says that they should be besties. Because, of course, that's adorable and funny and I love it. Sunil kicks away his skateboard and is relieved not to have to ride it anymore. So he puts Roger's hat back on and feels almost like herself. But not quite, because she doesn't have her hat on. Vinny goes back to watching TV, specifically Shake a Leg, which is still airing despite forcing a 13-year-old onto the program one time. Pepper runs into uh, the wall or something, and her glasses fall off, and she laughs about it. Russell tidies his bed, and Minka is about to explode. He says not to explode on his bed, but she does, and rips it in pieces, and, you know, in half, leaving Minka relieved, and Russell faints. So, we're getting to the end. Mrs. Twombly is on the phone talking about a Nummy Nuggets return. Twombly says that she's exhausted and needs a nap and asks Blythe to look after things for 10 minutes. Blythe agrees and says to make it 20 minutes because she's had a long day. Vanilla says that uh, Nummy Nuggets has agreed to take everything back except for her, which means she's fired. Blythe is sorry to hear that, but Vanilla says, don't be. If I were any kind of psychic, I would have seen that coming. Now, why I think this would be the case is that Nummy Nuggets is a poorly run business, which makes terrible food that no pet wants, and they needed to accept these returns or face another lawsuit on top of the many lawsuits they were already dealing with, and uh, they fired someone who thought they were saving a sinking ship but actually plunged it further into the depths so in order to salvage as much as they can they just let her go but Blythe finds the silver lining and says that she'll at least have time for sweet cheeks while she's looking for a job or has a new job or at least coasting on her severance Blythe says that sweet cheeks loves the Finola is surprised and asks if he wants to go to the park with her. Sweet Cheeks nods and Finola takes note that he looks happy, which is something you should have done when you were pretending to be a pet psychic, but it's better that you're doing this now when uh, you're no longer pretending and, you know, just want to start bonding with your pet. 
Vanilla asks Blythe if she's a pet sidekick, but Blythe says she's just a good listener and gives sweet cheeks a wink. And that is where we end the episode. Oh boy, this episode. Like, the the previous two episodes, I kind of knew what the main focus was going to be on for it. Because, like, I remember the episode. Like, I, I know all of the episodes. But, like, this one, I didn't think anything specific when I thought of this episode. So, I just tried to figure it out as I went along. And, boy, did I find things. Numerous contradictions, which Blythe fully objected to and won the day victory yay so like ah like overall i'd say this is a pretty good episode but it is filled with contradictions unless you know mrs trombley really is insecure at times or if she's like the judge in Ace Attorney just gets absent-minded, or both. It could be both. You'd never know. But, you know, it's still fun nonetheless, and it's fun how they play with expectations with the pet story, and it's fun seeing Blythe figure something out and unravel a major business conspiracy within their city of two million which you know i said i would uh get back to this and now i'm getting back to this did finola try the largest ever pet shop or did they just turn her away saying we don't need gimmicks we are the largest ever pet shop like yeah this doesn't seem like something up uh largest ever's alley because they're not personal which i mean is great for them normally because they won't have to waste money buying awful pet food from a sinking ship of a company but on the flip side because blythe solved everything like the littlest pet shop gets a bunch of publicity saying uh Worker at Little's Pet Shop uh, reveals a new problem for terrible pet food company. But either way, I think that will just about do it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave a rating and review on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they are cornered and tune in next time when we look over the episode the treasure of henrietta twombly later